0: All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Takovas has first wear comfort, so no break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand-new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this same level of style. So stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary beverage or two, shop a new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are always at your service, Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Thursday edition of The Yard. That's right. Missed you guys yes- yesterday. Had a uh, had a lot going on. Went down and covered Mississippi-Alabama All-Star practices. Going to talk about that today. Let you guys know kind of where things stand, where we are with all of that, who looked good, who didn't. Stuff's important. So I was down there, so I, I apologize for a change in schedule because I'm one of those kind of people. I, I'm a person of routine. I don't like when things change. So I apologize, but I'm going to be back tomorrow and we'll talk some more about Mississippi State Athletics. So you're sure going to get your three shows, and I appreciate the the many of you that reached out through social media and said, hey, Steve, you okay? What's going on? Why don't we have a show today? Uh, I, I get it, and thank you very much. It goes to show that uh, it's important to you. And so the show goes on and uh, eager to be back, eager to be back. And I'm back in Stargirl for a little while. Let me go ahead and give you a little information before we get going here. Because I think it's important that you guys know this. I will be, when I leave here today, when I finish this show, I'm headed to Columbus. I will be at the Grapevine today from 11 to 1.30 in Columbus signing books. If you are in the area, come by. Come buy a book. You got Bulldogs on your Christmas list. You're not quite sure what to get them. You come get them a copy of Stark Villains and/or Flim Flam. We'll be there. Be there from 11 to 1:30, and then Friday is a day off. We'll have a Joe Moorhead uh, press conference and that sort of stuff. And you can get full coverage of that over on JeansPage.com, the Mississippi State affiliate for 247 Sports. So that that'll be up. And then Saturday, very very busy day for me. Saturday morning, we're going to start today at College Corner in Ridgeland, Mississippi. That's on Highway 51 there in Ridgeland. That's 1130 to 130, College Corner in Ridgeland. Then I will leave there, and I'll be at Lemuria Books in Jackson from 2 to 3 o'clock. And then we'll leave there, and we'll be at College Corner in Flowood from 330 to 530. That's at 103 Laurel Poke Cove there in Flowood. So again, starting today, College Corner in Ridgeland, 1130 to 130. Lemuria Books, two to three in Jackson, and then College Corner in Flowood, three thirty to five thirty. Uh, no rest for the weary, shall we say? I want to thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company for all they do to allow us to bring you the latest, greatest, and coolest information about Mississippi State, the state of Mississippi's most prestigious and most successful athletic program. Uh, happy to be a part of that family. Bulldog Burger Company, again, now two locations to serve you, one here on, in Starkville on University, one in Tupelo on Gloucester Street. You need to go by find your own favorites. You know, the family night right now is kind of high on the chicken wings at Bulldog Burger. You know, you think about a burger place, you think, okay, well, Steve, i, I got to go in there and get a great restaurant-quality hamburger. Well, you can get wings as an appetizer, and I've actually had them as an entree as well. Go by, check them out. You'll like the flavoring, but there's so many options to choose from there. You can have the sweet heat chicken sandwich. You can have the kale state salad. Find your own favorites. You know, I'm a big fan of that pimentology add bacon, and I'm not even a guy that likes pimento and cheese sandwiches, but I love that hamburger. Go buy and find one for yourself. Again, two locations to serve you. University in Starkville, Gloucester Street in Tupelo, Bulldog Burger Company, a place where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. So, let's jump into yesterday you know, I've been to the Mississippi Alabama all-star practices for so many years now. I have forgotten how many years in a row, but it was great to be down there. We had, uh, I went down Tuesday and uh, they ended up moving practice because of the rain and uh, practice under the bleachers, not a lot of, you can't tell much from there. So I I elected to come back the next morning, had a good time, obviously covering the players, but, uh, there's, a, there's something special about this event, and it's one of those things, too. You say, well, okay, we got all our Mississippi State guys down there. They're going to be doing some recruiting for us. But, you know, for the most part, when it comes to in-state recruiting, the hay is in the barn. But you like the fact that these guys have a relationship with one another because they're not just committed to Mississippi State and Jim Moorhead. They're committed to each other. Those kinds of things are important. Very, very important. So they're down there, they're all talking among themselves, and they're talking about, you know, how state this and Hell state that. And uh, listen, the coaching change at Ole Miss has kind of changed a little bit of the narrative when it comes to in-state recruiting. There were so, several people uh, that were very involved with the recruitment or those athletes at Ole Miss that are not expected to be re- retained. And so some of the um, recruits that Mississippi State was probably worried the most about are a little more settled now. Jacob Peeler was the uh, area recruiter for many of these guys, including Emmanuel Forbes and, and, and Ladiatric Griffin. We call him Tulu. So Jacob Peeler not expected to be retained It Ole Miss. I do know Mississippi State has been in contact with Jacob Peeler. Don't know if a deal is imminent, but I do know that Mississippi State has expressed interest. Don't know what the role would be. Don't know uh, how that would all play out. But let me just say this, I am very much in favor of that. I have been a fan of Jacob Peeler uh, for many, many years. He was a guy that was at the University of Cal, and he was able to get Mississippi kids to take official visits to Cal. Uh, He even got A.J. Brown to visit Cal. Signed Jordan Duncan out of Oak Grove High School was a guy that I thought Mississippi State should have signed, and he had a good career there at Cal. When you look at the positions of need, I I think, you know what, Jacob Peeler is a guy that has recruited and has coached some very big-time receivers throughout his career. And so I am very much in favor of him joining his staff at Mississippi State, and I hope that works out. Not not saying that he needs to coach receivers. I'm not suggesting that in any, any stretch. I'm sure you find a place for him, but this is a guy that understands what an SEC receiver looks like when he sees him as a high school prospect, as a guy on film, and it's a guy that you work with day in, day out. So I'm very much in favor of that. I don't care if he coaches special teams. It did not make any difference to me what he coaches. But you need a guy like him on your staff. Not to mention, this is a guy that could bring some inside information with him. This is a guy that understands, hey, here's some guys there prioritizing in the next class. Or here's some guys that are very favorable. Uh, you think about Antonio Harmon, who's one of the best receiving prospects that we've had in a long time. Probably since that 2016 class. And I think Antonio Harmon is a future NFL guy. He's also from Kosciuszko, Mississippi, which is where Jacob Paylor is from. To me, it makes too much sense. But let's jump into this thing now. Let's talk about some of these players. So, the first guy that I want to talk about, right out of the gates, Jaden Wally. Jaden Wally is a guy that hadn't done a ton of media. And so, I think some of our fans maybe undervalue him as a prospect. I went and watched him play against Pigyoon. They got destroyed in the game. He played at quarterback. They ultimately moved him to wide receiver. Watching him run and operate yesterday, I'm very excited about him. Very, very excited about him. He played outside receiver. He was constantly open. Even on the plays that uh, he didn't get the football, he wasn't out there dogging it in practice. And it's one of the things that I have learned about these guys. The guys that excel in games on the college level are the guys that take practice reps seriously. And so here we are in an all-star game on a cold day when there are a lot of people just kind of laughing and joking and kind of dogging it up. But Jaden Wiley carried out his fakes. Even when the ball went to the, when he didn't play on the play side, it was an obligation to do things the right way. Those are the kinds of things that stand out to me. You know, I was trying to get several pictures of him, you know, just because we're going to use some of that stuff, and I'll have an article later today, kind of detailing some observations about the players. But uh, Jaden was one of those guys that I, I just never ever saw him take a play off. Now I couldn't watch him every single play, but I watched him a lot of plays, and uh, he appears to be the go-to receiver for Team Mississippi. Whenever they need to make a play, they find him. Uh, his ball skills are tremendous. He is an incredible athlete. I liked his length, and you look at him and say, this is a guy that was built to play wide receiver. It was a very good get. There were a lot of people early on that thought he was going to go to Auburn. There were some people around him along the Mississippi Gulf Coast that really impacted some recruitment last year that cost Mississippi State a player. Was kind of pushing this kid to Auburn, too. It didn't work out. He's going to Mississippi State. This is big everybody understands that Mississippi State has struggled to recruit receivers uh, for a while. Then we put a pretty good class or so we thought a couple years ago. We signed Malik Heath and we signed uh, Devontae Jason and Stephen Guidry and we thought we had it all figured out and said, you know what, this is the best class that we've signed at receiver in a long time. It looked good on paper. It didn't look good on the field. Devontae Jason, also known as WAP, now transfers from the program and that's okay. That's fine. Best of luck to WAP. Stephen Guidry did not meet expectations. Malik Heath went to junior college. So now we're looking at this class. We've got Malik Heath coming back. We've got Jaden Wally coming in, Caleb Ducking, and, and LaDiattrick L- 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 e- Griffin. Uh, I like this class. Again, on paper, this looks to be a good class. And I think Jaden Wally, because of the fact that he's played some at quarterback, because of the fact that he's played some at wide receiver, he kind of understands both ends of that relationship. Uh, I think you're gonna like him. I mean, I, I I look for him to have a big game on Saturday. I really expect him to play well. Uh he's a lot of fun. He's one of those guys too that uh, you know, while he he is very, very serious on the field when he's off the field, he's you know, he's very jovial and, and a fun teammate and a good guy to be around. Okay, and so let's look at the receivers too. We talked about Tulu. Tulu's battling through a bit of a sprained ankle, and of course he's full go, wants to get after it, wants to get going. Uh, but yeah, he he is a guy that uh, not 100% in practice, but you know, he'll be close on game day. And he's a little frustrated with that. I mean, he, he is I mean, because of the guy's a competitor and he wants to go out there and play well in his final high school game, wants to help get a win. Uh, but yeah, but he'll be, he'll be ready. He'll be ready. May not be quite at 100%, but you know, he'll give a great effort. Spoke to him at length uh, yesterday. He tells me that he, he this, the recruiting process has gotten very stressful. He's ready for it to be over. Uh, Jacob Peeler, of course, the former Ole Miss wide receivers coach, was his primary recruiter at Ole Miss. He says he has no plans to visit Ole Miss, that he does intend to sign on Wednesday. You know, there was some discussion here a few weeks back that he was going to wait and and sign in February. He says that he is no longer planning to do that. Took his official visit to Mississippi State last week. Now he wants to get a win in the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game and then make his uh, college selection official on Wednesday. really like him as a slot receiver. You know, that's. it always seems we never have enough receivers that we're recruiting. I think four is probably enough. You know, maybe maybe you add a fifth guy if you've got a spot open late. But I think you feel really good about these four guys. You know, that's one of the things that I begin to think about. A lot of people say, well, Steve, what about Caleb Ducking? Well, you know, people say these things because they don't know a lot about him. We worked him out in camp. He was impressive in camp. He plays on a run-first offense at Holmes Community College, so he's not going to have gaudy stats because they only throw it sometimes two to three times a game. This is a very physical receiver. This is a guy with great length, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, runs a legit four four eight. And I've read some times out there that are inaccurate. I have read some people say, yeah, he's a 4'5 guy. That's incorrect. He ran sub-4'5 at Mississippi State's camp. That's factual. That's not speculative. That's not wishful thinking. That's what happened. And when you have a guy of that size and that length, that kind of foot speed within your home state, you go sign him. That's what you do. And you know, when you're signing as many receivers as we are, you're going to take a developmental guy. I would much rather have a developmental guy that looks like an absolute athletic freak out there rather than just another guy. We've had a lot of that. We've had another a lot of those JAG Corps guys, and that's what just another guy stands for. We've had a lot of those JAG Corps guys. And so you know what? Caleb Ducking might be the next Ryan Mason, but he also might be the next Tony Burks. And so let's go get him. He is a walking mismatch. And uh, so I think when, you, when you've got linked, like you've got with Malik Heath and with, with guys like uh, Caleb Ducking and Jade Wally, you've got to go get a SWAT guy because the H wide receiver position is a, you know a staple in this offense, Griffin meets that need. Rufus Harvey of Starville High School also there. He could be a late, late offer, like in February. He will not play in the game this Saturday, unfortunately. He was kind of the talk of practice on Tuesday because nobody can stay with him. His change of direction is freakish. I mean, it really is. He does not have elite size. He doesn't He doesn't have elite foot speed, but he is fast enough. But where, what he does have is some shake. He is a guy that once he gets into his routes and gets in and out of his breaks, He's a guy that knows how to get open. And then he catches pretty much everything thrown his way. While he doesn't have, you know, Caleb Duckings type size, he's got a pretty good catch radius, but anything thrown in his direction, he will make the catch. I could see him being a late addition in February. We'll just see how some things shake out. But if you have a best available scholarship left, considering Mississippi State's deficiencies to wide receiver position, I think you got to take a swing at this kid. But I think only then. I wouldn't trade any of the guys you have now for him. He's a guy that's not going to play in the game on Saturday because of the fact that he has to take the ACT on Saturday. And so his hope was to be able to take the ACT in the morning and then be part of the game. And, and uh, just just can't work out from a scheduling standpoint. There's just too much going on. And to be honest with you, the ACT is probably more important at this point. You know He needs to take the steps necessary to get qualified. And so uh, missing this all-star game, well, I know that it is uh, it's a disappointment. This is an adult-type decision. He's got to do what's best for his future, and that's to take the ACT. And so you won't get a chance to see him on Saturday. And, and I'm I'm really disappointed about that because I think that he is a guy that could really kind of uh, ignite his own recruitment with a big game on Saturday. So that won't happen. So, But that's the wide receivers that are of interest to you guys. But, again, Jaden Wiley is a, a guy that I think is uh, – I think that is an absolute steal in this class. And I think Tula Griffin, without a doubt, is the most explosive of those inside receivers. Now, let's skip over, let's talk Armandus Cooley. I went and saw Armandus Cooley play against Wes Jones. They lined him up at defensive end. He is a defensive tackle. That's where he'll play. Despite the fact that he is kind of that square body type, he does have some length. He's got a great wingspan for an interior guy. He's also a guy that's got a good motor. And you can't move him. I mean, even in these practice sessions where people aren't going full speed and you know, they kind of thud each other up, you can't move the guy. Once he puts his foot in the ground, that's it. And even if he doesn't make the play, he kind of makes a mess on the interior. That's one of the things I like about him is that he is a team first guy. He tries to plug a gap, fills his responsibility, and enables other players to make plays around him. Defense is a team game. And this is a guy here that I think over time will become a guy that will eat up a double team and kind of open some things up on the interior for your Mike linebacker. Uh, Really like him. I know Ole Miss is trying to get in the game with him. You know, and there anytime that you recruit a guy from Wayne County, there's always something going on. There's always some Ole Miss friend or, you know, there's always something in Wayne County. And, and that's really despicable considering the things that have happened down there. But, uh, but Cooley says still saying the right things. I know that uh, Yancey Porter, a uh, guy that works our network, and says that Old Miss is trying to go in and see him this weekend. You know, we'll see what happens. And of course, obviously the, the play there is to try to get him to prolong the process. Ole Miss has shown him next to no attention throughout this process, and so now all of a sudden they make a coaching change, and they're coming back in, and uh, you know trying to get some things done. My hope is the kid's smart enough to see through all that nonsense. There's always some late drama. In Mississippi. There always will be. This is kind of part of the recruiting process. Now, Emmanuel Forbes, currently ranked the number one player in the state of Mississippi, says that he also is going to forego an official visit to Old Miss and go ahead and close out his recruitment on Wednesday. Go ahead and shut things down. Now, watching Forbes yesterday, and one of the concerns I've always had about him is, you know, he has great length. He's a little bit thinly framed. What's he gonna look like? When you put 20, 25 pounds on him, can he maintain dexterity? Can he maintain foot speed? After watching him yesterday, I believe that he can. I'm not sure if he didn't turn into a uh, to a free safety long-term, but I do like his length at corner. He's very difficult to throw over. He's another guy, too, that uh, that he has the ability to kind of change direction and run with guys. And uh, it's going to be tough to beat him on the fade with the with the with the length that he has. He almost freakish. If you've seen us pictures on social media, you know what I mean. But again, this is a this is a big win for Joe Morehead Early. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes grew up an Ole Miss fan. State offers him, gets him in the boat, and then uh, everything seems to be going good. And he goes and camps at Ole Miss, and Ole Miss offers, and then all the talk has been that it's 50-50. Despite the fact that he's committed to Mississippi State, Ole Miss was still very much in the game. He's going to take an official visit. And some of that, from time to time, is survival speak. There are a lot of these kids sometimes that uh, they're going to say a little bit of what everybody wants to hear to kind of have some peace. This is a very stressful process for a lot of these guys. You can imagine in a town like Grenada, it's pretty much a 50-50 state Ole Miss type town. But there are a lot of Ole Miss people there. And there are a lot of people in his life, that are supporters of both programs. And so you're going to have to disappoint somebody. But in the end, what usually happens, especially in small-town Mississippi, the people that really care about you continue to care about you no matter where you choose to go to college. And that's quite frankly how it should be. But Forbes tells me that he's sick and tired of the recruiting process, ready to get it over with. And I do think the coaching change at Ole Miss has helped Mississippi State's efforts here. Uh, I really think this is one that could have gone down to the wire, especially if he had visited Ole Miss this weekend. The timing works out really good for Mississippi State. I've, I've, I've had people reach out to me and say, Steve, why do we have our big recruiting weekend so early and then Ole Miss has theirs the final weekend? Well, this time it works out good because State gets all these kids on campus together last weekend and then many of them are at the Mississippi Alabama All Star practices. Well, the game is on Saturday. And so, in the event that anybody did visit Ole Miss, you're basically talking a one day deal because the dead period begins. You know, I've read some misinformation about there, and, oh, they're going to take a visit here and there. No, that's that's not how it works. They're not going to rewrite the calendar for you because you had a coaching change. So Emmanuel Forbes does not plan to visit Ole Miss, does plan to sign on Wednesday. And, again, he's another one, much like Tulu Griffin, that, that they were working to try to get him to prolong the process. He says he's not interested in doing that. We'll see if that holds. Uh, Cameron Threat playing over the top at safety. Uh, he'll he'll play corner at Mississippi State. He is another one of those guys very early on that came to Mississippi State, got really excited. Told me when Joe Moore had extended him the offer that his hands were shaking because he was so nervous because he had dreamed of playing in the SEC his entire life. I liked him initially as a safety, but after watching him work at corner, he can handle that. He does have the quickness and the change of direction to play corner now. He is still very raw in his development, but he has a lot of athletic skill, and I think that he is going to be a very good get. Also, very intelligent, very articulate. He's the guy, if you do move him to safety, that can get everybody lined up. He can read the formation. Uh, I really like this get, and I know that he is a guy very early on that told me he had a great relationship with Bob Shoup. Uh, I think this, again, this is one if you, you take him and you kind of figure it out. He's a DB that can kind of be that swing guy. Then play where you have a need. And he because of the, the rules of the blitz packages and coverages and stuff like that that go on right now in these all-star games, you're not going to see a lot of this stuff, you know, with because you've got a single high safety. And so he will be a guy that will play over the top this Saturday, but I think that he is a guy that will play his way into some real opportunities at Mississippi State. Will Rogers. I want to spend some time talking about Will. Uh, I really like Will Rogers, and I'll be honest with you, two years ago when I first met Will Rogers um, and had a chance to interact with him, I said, this kid's going to Ole Miss. There's no question he's going to Ole Miss. And that was when Phil Longo was offensive coordinator at Ole Miss, and they were throwing it around and recruiting all these receivers, and they were uh, about to sign John Domingo. And so I said, you know what, this is it. Then he commits the Mississippi State, and a lot of it had to do with a change in offensive philosophy. You know, when Ole Miss went to more of a – QB run-first type mentality, and uh, State tried to go to more of a uh, vertical passing game. That offense really kind of appealed more to Will Rogers and really kind of matched his skill set. Now, watching him yesterday, really, really, really impressed. I was really impressed, not just with his ability to throw the football, but his decision-making. You can tell that he's a coach's kid, very decisive in what he does, Really found Jaden Wiley and Tulu Griffin and others on, on some very decisive pass attempts across the middle, Worked those slants a lot, really, really excited about him. But what I like most about Will Rogers, in addition to the fact that he is a very skilled quarterback and that I do believe his best football is in front of him is how he is so much one of the guys. We have had some quarterbacks and over the years that, uh, you know, have just kind of been another player. But, you know, you can tell Will sees the fact that the quarterback's got to be the leader. When the offense is not on the field, when they're working special teams drills or whatever, Will is over there hamming it up with everybody. He is the guy that everybody get, kind of gravitates to, and everybody's smiling and uh, and having a good experience. And when adversity strikes, you need a guy like that in the huddle. You need a guy like that in the weight room. You need a guy like that on the sidelines. You need a guy like that in the dorms when guys are upset and with coaches and saying, you know what, I think I want to go home. So not only does Will have the physical ability to make plays, and listen, his production at the high school level is tremendous. I mean, I don't know that you've had a more prolific passer uh, in that classification of football than, than Will. And then you look at all the intangibles, and you think, okay, I, I can see this guy being QB one at Mississippi State. Really like his demeanor, really like his skill set, his whole attitude to the game, and uh, he is not afraid to drop his anger out there on a buddy. And uh, and you need that, you because know, sometimes it gets a little bit serious out there, and and uh, really like the way he handles himself, but. You know, these ball games a lot of times boil down to uh, offensive line play. And it's very, very difficult to get a cohesive unit together in just a handful of practices. It's difficult to build chemistry for those guys. And so yesterday there were times that, uh, you know, he's got offensive and defensive linemen laying around his feet. And he's got the ball out on time, mechanically correct. You know, he's not there rushing his delivery, knows where he wants to go with the football, makes good decisions. And, and uh, again, Watching him, it's one thing to watch guys in camps. It, it, and, and that's part of the deal. you, you got to go evaluate them. It's another thing to see them do it when there's a pass rush. It's another thing to see them do it when maybe they're around some teammates they're not quite as familiar with. But when that happens, you revert to your training. And watching Will Rogers, it tells me how well he's been coached. He is one of those guys that just simply is a gamer. Doesn't matter that he doesn't have... Jonathan Mingo out there. It doesn't matter that he doesn't have uh, the ability to kind of read the deficiencies in his offensive line because he's got four years of practice under his belt with those guys. He's just out there making plays, and that's what you want from your quarterback. And now, one of the things that we have seen happen in recent years is you've got to be fleet of foot. You've got to be able to be athletic to be a quarterback in the SEC. Will's a good runner. Kind of surprised me how quick he was. You know, you got Jimmy Holiday out there from Madison Central. He is really kind of more of the zone read, mesh point, QB run guy. But I tell you what, Rogers is more than just a guy that will keep you honest. He can run the football and make plays for you. And so I, I'm excited to see what he does on Saturday. The one guy right now, if they can block a little bit, the guy that I think will be the MVP of the game, if I had to call it right now, is Janari Dean. This kid – is as physical as they come. Not the biggest guy at all. Very physical guy. They've got him playing running back. He's going to play safety at Mississippi State, but he is easily the most explosive ball carrier on the Mississippi roster. They run a lot of inside zone with him. Uh, they run him some on that inside handoff, and they let, let him get outside in his own read. He is a guy, if, if you give him a block, he is so explosive and has such a great first step. And he's one of those guys, too, when he sees the hole open, he doesn't second-guess himself. He knows where he's supposed to be. He hits a lane, and he's off in the secondary. And once he gets in the secondary, he's got the foot speed to make you pay. Really, really impressed with him. Uh, he's another guy, too, not the least bit concerned about recruiting. He wants to go win the football game on Saturday. And, I, and that's one of the things that I like about these guys, too, is that let's go win the football game. Let's let's go win together as a team, really for the first time. And uh, these are memories these guys will always have. These are these are the things you look at and say, you know what? This is the first time these guys have been able to be on the field to play together and be able to go compete in a football game. And these bonds will last a lifetime. This this is a memory will always they'll always have. And every guy that plays in the state of Mississippi wants to do one or two things. They want to be on the Danny Dazzy list. And they want to play in a Miss Al All Star game. Even the guys who don't get a chance to go on to play in the SEC, everybody wants to be able to do that. These guys are doing that. And I think Janari Dean, when you look at his productivity, now listen, I've talked to some guys within our network, and I said, you know what, I think he is the most underrated player in the state of Mississippi. And nobody can tell me why. When you look at his production, it's there. When you look at his explosiveness, it's there. You can go look at the film and see for yourself. You can go look at the stats and see for yourself. You can look and see he is as big as listed. And, and again, he's not 6'2". He's not six-one. You know, he's probably about 5'11". But he is a guy that will absolutely change your all for you. And watching him yesterday, he had to step in on a pass pro. And remember, we're out there in shorts, right? We're out there in shorts, and there's a big lineman that's coming free, and there's Janari Dean stepping up, hitting a 280-pound 200 pound defensive tackle right in the chest. It's about 30 degrees out there, and it's windy. And Janari Dean's out there in a T-shirt and shorts knocking people back in an all-star game practice. Not because he's being an idiot, but because of the fact that's what he knows. That all of a sudden he sees this guy step Burnett, he's got to protect his quarterback. And then the next thing you know, he's out there at three points of contact dropping somebody back. I like that about this kid. And I I don't care what he's rated. I can't wait for this guy to get on campus. I think he might be the best player in the state of Mississippi. Uh Javon Banks saved him for last for a reason. I told you guys back when he first got offered by Mississippi State, he's one of my favorite players in the class. He's a little bit of a utility knife guy. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those guys you can kind of move around a little bit when you have a need. After watching him play against Tupelo, watching him play in an all-star practice, I think it's it's safe to say that he will probably become a three-technique over time. But watching him stand in a two-point stance yesterday – He put on an absolute clinic in practice. He is so quick with his first step. There were multiple times that he absolutely embarrassed the offensive tackle. One time, and I won't tell you the player's name because I don't think it's important, but what he said was, he turns to the offensive line coach and says, Coach, what am I supposed to do there? It's almost unfair the way that guy can change direction. Jevin Banks is exactly what you want a high school prospect because, yes, he will gain a little mass, but he's not going to lose his quickness. You can already see he's carrying some pretty good weight now. And then to see him in that two-point stance, watching him line up at a 5, 6, or 7 technique, it is really almost unfair because he'll set the guy up with the outside step and then jab back inside, and next thing you know, he's on the quarterback. I look for him to have a big game. <laughs> I really do. Very, very impressive player. Great teammate knows the defense and listen there were there were some times yesterday that he was <clears throat> he was so busy trying to get everybody lined up that uh he might have missed his check. but uh very good player and uh I, I feel even better about him than I did back when you know back in February, you know on junior day when he comes down here next thing you know he's committed, but I told you guys then you need guys like him, not just because of the fact that he plays in a program like Olive branch that is used to winning and he's had good coaching you know so you know right at the gate you can check those two boxes off. Winning program, good coaching. A bit of a tweener, which is why I think he slides inside, because you get, you need some guys with some girth and some mass that can get in there and then still be quick twitch. That's what he can be. I, I really think, you know, we, we talk about the struggles that we have had at defensive tackle this year, and that's because of inexperience and the fact that you had some, uh, some mismanagement of that personnel group under Brian Baker. Uh, You got out of balance with that class. But, you know, we're going to be better because of it. But when you're beginning to add guys like Benjamin Key and Armandus Cooley and and Jevin Banks, I think you begin to see that this is a group that's going to get better quickly. Uh, Really, really, really like Jevin Banks. And I think he's going to have a big ball game. And so uh, now the other thing out there is the, uh, you know, people say, well, you know, Steve – are we on the right kids? And I'll tell you, yeah, we're absolutely on the right kids. I don't think there's any question. I, I would not throw any of our guys back. Now, I'm a little disappointed, to be quite honest with you. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm just going to call it like I see it. Grant Jackson should be in this ballgame. You know, Calvin McMillian had kind of an up-and-down year this year, and he's, again, kind of a raw developmental guy at Houston High School. But looking at some of the offensive line play, and it's so difficult to pick that. I mean, it really is. Grant Jackson, those guys should have been in the ballgame. Okay, they they should have been in the ballgame. And uh, I hate to second-guess those guys because I know they all watch tape and they see a lot more things that we don't see. But you've got some guys out there. You're missing a couple of guys that I think are very important players. Offensive line play is going to determine whether or not this team wins the ballgame or not. You know, we've won two in a row. We have the skill. I think we've got the defense. I think we're good at every level on defense but I, I'm, I really believe Grand Jackson especially should have been in a ballgame. Just my personal opinion. I want to thank our friends at Campus Bookmark, longtime supporters of the show. Mom, let me go ahead and speak to you on behalf of Dad and the rest of the family. Everybody wants that new Mississippi State merchandise for Christmas. You can get your Egg Bowl Championship shirts. You can get your Music City Bowl game shirts now. You can go ahead and order those at campusbookmark.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase of that page. That's BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over $50. Any order less than $50, bucks, absolutely incomplete. If you're in town, go by and see Stan Demand, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely talented of Susie. He gets more lovely every single day. These people are more than happy to serve you. They'll treat you like family because you are family. Simple as that. So... Now the big question becomes, Steve, hey, listen, <clears throat> you bragged about our kids, which is great. But who down there do, do we really want? Who would we like to have in our class? The first guy I'm going to tell you is McKinley Jackson. And uh, that should come as no surprise. I have read some of these comments by some people saying, well, you know, he's not as good. L- listen, yes, he is. Y- 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 yes, he is. And not to mention anything that's wrong with that kid can be fixed with college coaching. Number one, he's had good coaching in high school. He hadn't always paid great attention to his own physical fitness, but he has trimmed up a little bit. There were some times in spring, uh, looking at some of his combine videos, he did look to be a little on the, on the heavy side. He doesn't look that way now. He looks what you would want an SEC prospect to look like. Now, he is the prototypical square body, long limb, three technique. And I understand LSU is all over him. <laughs> he's going to wait till February to sign, going to do it on National Signing Day. But he fits what Ed Orgeron wants at defensive tackle. He fits what we want at defensive tackle. But um, he's not a guy that you see getting off the bus, you look at him and say, okay, this is, you know, he's not Jeffrey Simmons. But this kid can play. He can really play. You know, State went out and signed Dylan Lawrence last year, and the hope was that that would get us in the game more with McKinley-Jackson. That hadn't happened, unfortunately. That hadn't happened. You know, Dylan was real hopeful last year and said, hey, I'm going to get him up here be part of our team. A uh, lot of people are on this kid. And he is a guy that's going to prolong the process. I mean, I, I expect Ole Miss to kind of jump in there and be a factor because gonna, they need some juice. You know, they, they need some, some flash. And this is a guy that's going to continue to go through this process. And so – he will be a headline maker in February, but I really like him. I think he is a guy that can really play, and so I, I, don't, I don't I don't, believe these other reports. After seeing him in person and seeing how he's kind of committed himself to physical fitness and seeing how well he moves out of his stance and how quick he is, I'm telling you, this kid's going to be a star. I think Armandus League is not far behind him, but in my mind, there is a difference between the two. I think McKinley Jackson is a little bit better than Armantis Cooley. Armantis Cooley also uh, is a guy that's kind of coming into his frame. You know, he, he's a guy that's uh, you know going to slide inside from play at end, and uh, so McKinley Jackson probably a little a little bit ahead there. You know, from a skill set standpoint. But there, in my mind, there is a little bit of a difference between the two. And I, I've read some other people that said that you know they have Cooley ahead. And listen, everybody's tired of their own opinion. I think both of those guys are going to be stars. Looking around that group, uh, you know, there was not a lot of guys that jumped right out to me and said, you know, listen, this is this is the dude. Uh, I do like uh, Jimmy Holiday from Madison Central, and uh, I don't know that he's going to sign with TCU on Wednesday. I could see a flip. I know Florida State offered him yesterday. I don't know that he's going to have an opportunity to play quarterback at a lot of schools. But maybe it, with Mike Norvell's offense Florida State, maybe he will. But he is a guy that I think could be a headline maker next week. I think that there's a flip in line there. I think there's a good chance that that's going to happen. I think that his recruitment is still somewhat unsettled. But he's a guy, too. I think the only way that he comes to Mississippi State is if you give him the opportunity to play quarterback. And based on what we're doing offensively, I, I don't know that he fits. Now, if he was willing to play wide receiver or DB, I think, yeah, you absolutely go get that guy but he is a good athlete. And again, he's a guy that I hadn't seen this year in person. Really like him. Good demeanor, good kid. Uh, so there've been some changes too. You guys know Kentrell Bullock, former Ole Miss Commitment. It's at my high school, Columbia High School. He uh, tweaked his ankle the first day of practice and uh, and pulled out and was replaced by a running back from a uh, wide receiver from Brendan High School. Good player. But uh, I was eager to see Kentro Bullock again. Now, the the talk about Bullock is, his chances are, he will likely recommit to Ole Miss, but it's going to depend on who all they recruit between now and then. He is the guy that is going to keep his options open and now wait and sign in February. He was set to go with Ole Miss, but a lot of it's about Derek Nix. If they retain Derek Nix, I think Ole Miss has got a good chance to get Bullock back on the commitment list. And speaking of going back on the commitment list, Josiah Hayes, I expect that to happen. You know, he decommitted from Ole Miss, was interested in visiting Mississippi State, stayed elected not to bring him in last weekend. Watched him in practice yesterday. I thought he was a good player. I mean, really thought he played hard, showed a good motor. He is not as big as listed, but he is bigger than some people have suggested. Um, you know, good kid, runs hard, plays hard, uh, good locker room guy. You can you can just tell that he he's a good guy to be around. And so – Watching him and just talking to those guys, I fully expect him to recommit to Ole Miss, maybe not the 18th. Maybe he elects to take some visits to do it in February, but I think as of right now, Ole Miss is the team that will ultimately get him back. Uh, He had mentioned Kentucky as a possibility. I I just don't know if that's the case. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Some other guys out there that I I thought were were decent players, but um, nobody that I look at and say, okay, this is a name of interest. There's not going to be that guy, in my opinion. There's not going to be that guy that's just going to set the woods on fire in an all-star game and everybody's going to be saying, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we haven't offered this guy. And every year there's one or two guys that do that. You know, Probably the one guy that had that potential this year is Rufus Harvey from Starkville High School. And now the fact that he's not going to play in that game, I think somewhat probably hurts uh, that, that probability. Mississippi State is very much aware of him. You guys should be aware of that. Yeah, and I, I do think if there is a spot late and if he takes some positive steps towards qualifying, I think that he is a guy that you take a chance on. With the uh, initial counters, all of your 25 needs, there, there are the sign in place days of old are, are, are all gone. And so you're not going to take a chance on a guy that you're not certain is going to qualify. So as a result, I expect Mississippi State and others to probably hold a grant or two for a grad transfer type situation because there will be some names that will pop up in the spring. There will be some guys that will go through spring after these coaching changes saying, you know what, I'm going to grad transfer. Some discussions right now, that former West Point star and Alabama signee Scott Lashley is looking to grad transfer. Uh, So that's a possibility too. You begin to look at things and say, okay, maybe we get an opportunity to go get this guy. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. And so I don't think you want to overplay your hand right now and just go fill up the boat and say, hey, we got to use all of our available grants. When you've got a guy like Scott Lashley that could be out there to a position of need. We'll see how that all unfolds. But that, that's the rumor that I have right now is that Scott Lashley is considering a grad transfer. He's planning to grad transfer. And you have to think Mississippi State would be in the mix in that respect. Uh, need some depth to tackle for sure, especially with Tyree Phillips moving on. You've got Charles Cross coming on. But it would be nice to have that third tackle, whether he starts at right tackle or or is a guy that uh, can you can help you as a swing guy tackle. But uh, I know that he wants to get on the field. Many of us expected him to sign on with Mississippi State. You recall that he committed to Mississippi State and then elected to Pat to back off of that commitment. I think he was committed for about an hour. And then um, in the days leading up to his announcement, you know, we began to get word at West Point that it was going to be Alabama, that Mario Cristobal done a great job with him. And so – He signed on with Alabama and many people, including myself, that, you know what, he'll probably end up going to junior college and, and, uh, and leave there because they're going to be recruiting over the top of him every year. And that's not to be disrespectful to Scott, but I think that he was a guy that would have benefited from playing at Mississippi state and uh, he had to do what's best for him. So maybe it works out in the long run. Anyway, Uh, I remain a Scott Lafley fan. I I think Scott's a great guy. And uh, he went over to Alabama, didn't get to play quite as much as he had hoped. And so I, I, for one, would certainly welcome him back because I want to go win football games. You know, I, I can put my pride aside to go win games because I think that he is a guy that could help Mississippi State. Uh, and so we'll see. We'll see how that, that develops, and that's something to kind of keep an eye on. Again, that's former West Point four-star offensive lineman, Scott Lashley, signed on with Alabama. Rumors that he will be back on the market as a grad transfer. And so uh, watching that very, very closely. So, again, uh, I'm going to be out and about a lot. Again, I'm leaving here shortly and headed to Columbus to uh, to go to the Grapevine from 11 to 1.30 to sign books. Please come by. Say hello. Come get some books. Come be a part of all that. We're going to have a good time. And then Saturday, again, it's going to be a busy, busy day. Busy, busy day. Going to be, again, at College Corner to open the day. College Corner in Ridgewood, 11.30 to 1.30 on Saturday. Lemuria Books from 2 to 3 Saturday, and then College Corner in Flowood, 3.30 to 5.30. So come on out, come say hello. And if you listen, if you can't, go buy your books at starkvillainsthebook.com. They're having me sign books pretty much every other day. And so uh, they're getting those right out of the mail. Matter of fact, the orders, anybody ordered yesterday or before, your books were signed last night and went to the post office this morning. And so we are getting a lot of orders. And again, the, there is this mathematical deal. They're already discussions with the printer about the second printing uh, with 13 days before Christmas, it's not going to be here before Christmas. So if you need to guarantee that you get a copy of Stark Villains, a personalized copy, you need to either come to a book signing or order at starkvillainsthebook.com. And then if you're looking for your Stark Villains gear, you can find that at starkvillains.com. Again, I'll be back tomorrow and we'll kind of look at the weekend and what there is on, on tap for the Bulldogs. You know, there are some other things going on. We'll have an opportunity uh, to speak to Joe Moorhead uh, on Friday, and uh, we'll have all that stuff for you, again, on jeanspage.com. Mississippi State miss basketball team, and actually on Saturdays, they play Kansas State and the Never Forget event in the uh, Prudential Center there in New Jersey. I'm very, very happy to see Mississippi State a part of that again. And So, I uh, encourage you, support the Maroon and White at all times, rep the brand, do a good job with all of that, and uh, listen, I'm excited to go play in a bowl game, you know, we we are we are in rarefied air as Bulldog fans. And uh, listen, I know the season did not go as we had hoped. But we did, we did retain the egg, which should be the minimum standard every year. And we did achieve bowl eligibility, again, which is the minimum standard. Next year will take care of next year. But let's go to Nashville. Let's have a great trip and a great time together. And let's go win the Music City Bowl. I, I saw that uh, some people were projecting – Uh, Louisville to be, uh, I guess, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Speaking to our good friend Mike Nemeth yesterday, Mike had already done a little bit of recon for us, and said uh, Kentucky threw the football two times against Louisville and then ran them out of the stadium. And so we'll get into a little more of that later, but I begin to think about our our skill set matches our running game, which is clearly a deficiency on their defensive side of the football. And so – if I'm a defensive coordinator and I can't make a team throw the football more than once or twice a ball game, I'm probably not going to be a D.C. for very long. I believe this is a good matchup for Mississippi State. I think we've got a chance to go up there and win the ball game, and I'm excited to do so. And so let me encourage you to go ahead and buy your tickets to the Mississippi State ticket office. Come out be a part of everything. It's going to be a good time. And, again, let's go put an exclamation point on this season. You know, last year we were all riding high after winning the Golden Egg in such emphatic fashion with Nick Fitzgerald going over there and absolutely destroying Ole Miss again. And then we went and lost the bowl game. And that that kind of – that was a a cloud over us the entire offseason. It's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, we we didn't do this and we didn't maybe achieve our goals and then we dropped that bowl game. And so we, we need to avoid that at all costs. Joe needs to go have a big Wednesday, avoid any unnecessary recruiting drama and and, and I, I will tell you Joe has been on the road all week kind of solidifying this class doing the things necessary. So you, you get through Wednesday and hopefully we can avoid any nonsense uh, with any flips um, that's that that can't happen. And then you go win the bowl or game. And I think then you've got momentum heading into the off season because of the fact you feel good about what you've got coming back. And then we'll see what Kylin Hill does. Uh, I think that decision is still left to be made. Selfishly, we want him back, but also wants, I want what's best for Kyla. But I mean, when you begin to think about running back depth chart next year, Kylin coming back really kind of changes a lot of things for Mississippi State. So, Hopefully that takes place. But uh, again, we have a lot to cheer for and a lot to look forward to. And I'll be back tomorrow and we'll talk a lot more about that. Very, very excited to be with you today. And I uh, hope that you enjoy the show and uh, look forward to uh, to tomorrow's show and uh, be seeing so many of you guys in Nashville. But until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends than enemies. And people can see a difference in the way we live. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.